0: and welcome to the Rural Leaders Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Dana Peterson today as we do every week uh, to talk about rural leaders across North America uh, and the great things that they're doing. We hope to inspire, we hope to equip you, and we hope to give some sort of a call to action uh, as we continue to navigate through highlighting leaders that are finding them, finding their way, doing some successful things uh, across rural America. Uh, hi, Dana. How are you?
1: I'm good, Richard. How are you doing?
0: You know, not too bad. It's um, you know, as our listeners know, we we farm in Northwest Missouri, and it's been a little bit of a challenge getting getting the crop in. You know, every year is always a little different. This year's been a little cooler than normal, a little wetter than normal. Um, but you know what? Um, it always gets done in one in one respect or another, and and uh, it's it's going to get done. I I'm sure.
1: Yeah, but I know as a as a sister to to some farmers here in in North Central Kansas, there is a little bit of. Um, I don't want to say anxiety, but I was talking with my brothers at lunch today about, um, you know, just how things are going, and we're grateful we got another inch and like 40 hundredths of rain over the last couple of days, but they have probably 25% of their crop yet to get in the ground, and they don't really like twiddling their thumbs very much, and so I know as a farmer's sister, you're probably a little bit in that boat too.
0: Yeah, we are. And I think, you know, this is the Rural Leaders podcast. And while we just spent, you know, a couple of minutes talking about farming, uh, you know, definitely that, that rural community is is tied very closely to the farmers that are there. And, and you know, I, it doesn't matter if I go to church, it doesn't matter if I stop at the store in town um, you know, everybody, whether they're farming or not, they're, they're interested and they want to know what's going on, um, you know, out on the farm. So, um, so I think it's, it's certainly, uh, relevant to talk about weather that we're having.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. So, um, I know that you have, uh, you have visited with our next guest and, and I'm super anxious to, to find out what's going on um, with with them and the and the efforts that they have. Why don't you spend just a just a little bit and and kind of get the uh, get our listeners ready to hear what Luke has to say.
1: Yeah, I'll give it a little bit of an appetizer. Our our guest today is Luke Thornton. Luke is um, vice president of operations at Harper Industries, but he and I got to know each other a little bit through the Kansas Agricultural and Rural Leadership Program. Um, I was a part of class seven of this program. It's a two-year program here in Kansas. Um, Luke was part of class 11, and so um, we have that connection uh, in, in rural leadership. Now, the Kansas Agricultural and Rural Leadership Program is not unique um, across the country, across the world. There's actually these programs uh, pretty frequently across uh, agricultural areas of our, of our world. And so, um, Richard, I know you're familiar with the Missouri Program. Um Indiana and Illinois definitely have programs, and there's multitude of them around the country. So um, they're a good crop of uh, rural and agricultural leaders that we uh, will likely bring on uh, the podcast over the next um, yeah, few months. And so really looking forward to visiting with Luke today. Um, and we'll hear from him and, and get to meet him right after these messages from those who support us. My name is Blake. I received the heart chance when I was two weeks old. I play defense for the Red Hot Tornadoes. Sometimes my heart starts pounding like faster and faster as I go. I know I have someone else's heart inside me. It makes me feel happy because someone was generous enough to give me a second chance to live. This gift of life
0: was made possible by an organ donor. Imagine what you could make possible. Sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. What do you think you're doing, Kevin? I was just gonna drive home. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, there are several warning signs present that you shouldn't be driving. Like hearing voices? Like your text-to-emoji ratio?
2: Oh, man, the selfies!
0: Selfie nailed it. We all have warning signs that let us know that we're probably not okay to drive. Mine is pretending to be your subconscious. Craig, come on, man, let's
2: put it right home.
1: Welcome back, everybody, uh, to the Rule Leaders Podcast. It's my pleasure to... To introduce uh, to you all Luke Thornton. Luke is from Harper, Kansas, and a graduate of the Kansas Agricultural and Rural Leadership Program, Class 11. I was a graduate of Class 7 of that program, and and so we'll talk a little bit about that today. But uh, what I know about Luke is that he kind of rose up through the ranks of harper industries and so we'll get to chat a little bit about his work there um he is known as someone who is a consensus builder in his community and really focuses on other people and so luke it's a pleasure to have you with us today on the rural leaders podcast
2: hey it's great to be here uh, calling in from the metropolis of harper so things are going well we uh are getting a ton of rain, which is, uh, we hadn't had a great rain for months. So we're pretty excited about that.
1: So, you know, Luke, you and I were both a part of CARL, um, a few years apart, but the, the the structure of the program has essentially been this, uh, very si- uh, similar between our two um, classes. You know, as a part of my uh, experience, I really enjoyed uh, the program's ability for um, leaders across the state of Kansas to get to know one another, to to learn from one another, but also learn from the, the experts in the communities we visited. Um, how did Carl really help you as a leader?
2: Yeah, sure. Carl was an amazing experience. Um, at that time in my life, I was traveling everywhere except Kansas. Um, uh, been very fortunate here at Harper Industries to have a lot of different uh, different experiences in multiple countries. Uh, I think I've, I still have to get to Maine. That's the, the 50th state and I've been to like 15 different countries. So a lot of people travel more than I did, but I, I, I've gotten to see a lot. And, uh, but what I, I realized in starting with Carl is uh, I wasn't spending any time in Kansas. So I was really excited to be able to dig in to specifically what's happening And across the state of Kansas, but specifically even more about rural Kansas, uh, which I'm very passionate about. I grew up in uh, southeast Kansas, uh, another big town called Thayer, uh, you know, maybe down in the about 400 people. Um, So now I moved all the way out west uh, to Harper. And um, Carl was wonderful for uh, all the different relationships that – that happen over that two-year period, right? And it, and is, it is about the, the uh, tours that you're able to do. It is about the leadership, uh, but it is, it's so rich in that you have leaders from all over the state uh, asking, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And it's, there's never a, a quiet moment, right? Just uh, I made a lot of friends that I still talk to today. I mean, that was over a decade ago now. Um, and not to mention, you know, the amazing tours to whether it's Topeka or Washington, D.C., our international tour was to Peru. Um, just a, a very rich experience uh, in connection. And also at that time, um, I, I had been uh, very fortunate to have different opportunities uh, here at Harper Industries. And it was a real, uh, I would say it was a catalyst uh, towards developing uh developing my desire to really network with people even more. And then to have the, the confidence I would say um, that I needed for my position here at Harper Industries, as well as uh, being able to have confidence in, in continuing to really leverage uh, relationships in a better way. It was a fantastic time. Yeah. And we continue to be involved with the Carl program. Um, we had uh, uh our head of sales, she was in the Carl program, and now actually, we have a an engineer that's headed into the next class this year. So, pretty excited. That's great.
1: That's great.
0: Hey, Luke. Um, thanks a lot for being with us today. Um, when Dana talked about who who we were going to have on as our next guest, I was very excited about the topics that we were going to 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 touch on and and. So I'm also a graduate of the program in Missouri. We call the one in Missouri ALOT, Agricultural Leadership of Tomorrow. Um, and so it was really interesting to hear kind of your thoughts on what the CARL program, you know, either equipped you to do or, or gave you exposure. And Dana and I have talked. Um, we may just do an entire podcast in the future on the programs that are available across, really across the world. Um, I know uh, myself. It's been a number of years since I went through the program, and I think that there are certainly, um, you know, certainly advantages to being to being in a program like that. But let's talk about the the second thing that we want to talk about, and that's Harper Industries. And I think, folks, I know we'll have listeners that are very familiar with products that you all make at Harper Industries. So you might wanna touch on that just a little bit. What What do you build there? And then maybe what's the foundational belief through Harper Industries about the importance of creating opportunities in rural America?
2: Yeah, sure. Wonderful. I, I, uh, you have to be careful. I get to talking about Harper Industries, and you can't shut me off sometimes, so uh, I'm pretty passionate about it.
1: Well, Richard can't be so, that way, too, about his work.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. So, um, Yeah. In short, uh, probably most uh, people listening to this would uh, have some sort of knowledge of the Dewey's bale bed line, as well as uh, a few years back, we acquired the Butler bale bed line. And so with, uh, with Butler and Dewey's, we have definitely two of the top brand names in that marketplace uh, for truck beds that are uh, hauling and feeding hay. And as anybody knows that's used one, uh, you know, you use them for so many more things than just hauling hay bales. As a, as a young child, uh, my family had a handmade bale spike in the back of our on the back of our flatbed and I was a kid on the back in coveralls hand cranking a cable cable crank bale spear and so then I, I I've experienced what it's like <laughs> and to those are real safe that. too oh yeah those yeah really you know put some too. pressure on it flip the lever and stay back you know don't get don't let That's it right. you out. Yeah.
0: don't put any fingers yeah. that
2: yeah right yeah. <laughs> you know we we finally went to a hydraulic cylinder powered that, where you could just push the button again, all kind of homemade and we were uptown at that point, but then I still remember what it was like uh to to actually use a dewey's bale bed and it changed the way we the way we worked in so many different ways from hauling portable cattle panels whatever it's a portable forklift right and so that part of our business we're, we're very fortunate to have had you know these. Manufacturing started here many years ago, um, and it's just been a, a true and true product line over time, uh, thanks to a, a lot of uh, great people working on it. And then uh, what happened, actually, uh, the, the company had been a good company, but in 1998, uh, Tim Penner, our current president and his staff, purchased the company from a public company and uh, renamed it Harper Industries. Uh, to, he, he wanted he and his staff wanted to create a business that was here for the community. Uh, Tim is very passionate about rural economic development uh, uh, really uh, as well economic solutions to poverty and so it, it 's a huge passion we 're trying to uh, create a business for the future, like in the infinite game, as they talk about. Um, So that's pretty fun to see what's happened. And some some things that have happened since he bought the business in 98 was uh, we started working on diversification. And so as it sits today, uh, other than the bail bed market, we supply over 90% of the 110 size wrecker trucks in North America with their hydraulic power systems. Um, And additionally, we're in the turf and golf market. Uh, We create debris management products. So the benefit is ultimately we are driving to... Uh, the idea that we exist to create opportunity in our rural communities. We do that through creating these products that make hard work easier for the customers in the markets we serve. But uh, uh, the diversification has allowed us to create steady employment. And, you know, the past doesn't always predict the future, right? But uh, since 98, we've had a track record of steady growth and been able to uh, say that we haven't had to have a layoff due to any downturns. And, and that's part of our responsibility to make good decisions so that people have a dependable, uh, steady job and ultimately income for their family. Um, additionally, it's uh, passionate to make sure that we're helping out beyond our company. And, and it can be things that are simple within the community uh, uh, or even further abroad. Uh, we do at least 10 percent of our profits go to charitable causes it's always more than that but that's kind of the non-negotiable so we spend a fair amount of time trying to do what we can to uh to uh, help in projects that employees are passionate about it's well a lot that's of fun. great
0: and and i know it, it sounds fun um you know the charitable charitable contributions piece I mean that's that's great to hear, um, and I know uh, that you indicated earlier um, that you the, the workforce has grown at Harper Industries um, almost tripled, I believe, from the time um, that it was acquired from the public company. Uh, so certainly that has to make a difference there in Harper County.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, we we've had to expand our our uh, geographical reach. In terms of trying to uh, recruit employment, uh, but it's it's working. We've been able to grow. Uh, I think in the ninety eight time frame, we were fifty some employees, and today we're well over one hundred and sixty. So we're still a small company, uh, but uh, we feel. I mean, it's part of what we're trying to do is continue to grow, uh, to continue creating opportunity. That implies we we have to continue to grow, and so uh, our plan is one hundred and sixty isn't where we stop. We we continue to find new ways, and that could be through uh, new product development, could be through uh, uh, some additional acquisitions. Uh, there are lots of different ways we can make that work. But the the key for us and through the growth is uh, we wanted to maintain the uh, uh, I'll call it the small company feel, and that we care about people. So as we grow, several things are important. One that we continue to uh, look for better ways to running our business. Uh, to become a, I don't know, a better manufacturing company as we figure out what we want to be when we grow up here. But uh, uh, so we are applying manufacturing principles and we're working on uh, education, right? So we partner with uh, other industry experts, other companies we know, we bring in some consultants and we work on what principles do we need to uh, focus on. But at the same time, it's not just about the principles of the, uh, of manufacturing or whatever it is we're studying at that point. It's about the people and making sure that we keep that personal approach. And and before we're employees, we're human beings. And so we want to focus on that. And that's, that's something that, uh, you know, Tim has pushed very, uh, very strong from the beginning in terms of when we're in leadership development training and classes, we're not trying to become experts in leadership. We're trying to become uh, better experts in people. Uh, ultimately. It makes a big difference. And so uh, we continue to uh, bring on additional uh, leadership to help support the growth and then train uh, accordingly so we can all grow together.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. But well, You know, I think you have described very much um, Harper Industries as a values-based manufacturing company, which I know from my rural community, um, you know, agriculture is kind of our primary sector, and manufacturing and processing of those agricultural goods provides a strong secondary sector, and and both of those are essential to a strong economy. So, thank you for your commitments to rural, creating opportunities in rural communities. You know, and as you're growing, I'm sure sure that bringing on workforce is a challenge like your company is facing, along with many many others and so tell me a little bit about the the transition to careers program that you're part of and how that's kind of bringing on workers but also allowing you to to talk with younger people
2: yeah absolutely um uh definitely there's been a our as we have grown at times, it's been a challenge to find the workforce that we need, at least in the time frame that we would desire it. Um, at the same time, uh, we had worked really hard with the uh, school system, and through some turnover, it had just been difficult to get traction, right? And so, uh, we've been really excited. I think it was 2016, uh, is we started working on a solution to this, and I think it's um, – I don't know that it's only unique to us, but uh, it is the way that we were able to uh, work together and solve the challenge that we had. Uh, So we have created the Transition to Career program uh, in our area, so it's not specific to one school. We actually today now have three different schools working together to support a position, a coordinator that helps to organize all of the different um, uh, programs and initiatives that we're working on. And so, uh, it, you know, we would have our manufacturing or business meetings and everybody would complain about the same thing. Hey, the workforce, uh, the people that are coming in to apply, they're not prepared, they're not ready, uh, the interviews are bad, they don't know how to work, all these different things. And the idea was rather than complain about it, what can we do to, to be working on it to make it better? And so... Uh, Uh, It's taken a while, right? It's uh, a lot of these improvements, whether it's at Harper Industries or whether it's uh, in the community, they take longer than you think uh, they should. Uh, But uh, that's what what it takes ultimately to gain traction and momentum over time. So uh, today we actually have four different towns coming together uh, where all of the students meet in Attica, actually a a metropolis of 500 people. And uh, we've had to get creative with that. So uh, students are able to all ha- take college-level classes there. Uh, currently, we have a CNA program, a, an automotive program, and a uh, welding program. We have some amazing instructors that we've been very fortunate to have certified. Um, the community is pulled together to help uh, make sure they have the resources that they need, uh, and it's, it's really been wonderful. We, we have uh, students now coming out of the high school that uh, are able to start immediately into careers they're passionate in. Um, and it's been fun to see some students gain confidence that didn't feel like uh, they could take college courses. And they're, they're not just taking them. They're doing amazing work. Um, and so we've expanded the program. Uh, I'm just talking about the, the uh, tech-specific uh, roles, but the way it's worked now, we start in junior high uh, with career presentations from different employers. That's another thing I think is really fun. Uh, our transition to career coordinator, she said, I've not been turned down once. Like businesses are all in; they're always ready to help. Um, so we yeah. start uh, with exposure to junior high uh, students, and then we have a program s- uh, slated for freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And so uh, one thing that's fun, we we take uh, students through Reality U. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but uh, ultimately students come in and they have a questionnaire on do you want to be married, uh, several questions. They also take their grade point average. Uh, it's not a perfect predictor, but it is to, there is a correlation between uh, GPA and income, so that they put each student with kind of a profile, and they have to live for a period of time walking through the gymnasium figuring out how to what house are they going to buy are they, are they going to buy a rent are they uh, going to have a car or a moped uh, here are your children uh, that you have to take care of uh, insurance you have to basically live as a 26 year old adult and uh, hey, it's 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 interesting to see the students get stressed out about the situation and it really gets them thinking about uh, what should my education look like uh, uh, what you know, what do I do if I'm a single parent uh, with a moped and a job that I'm struggling in, right? Like all those different real life scenarios play out. So that's as a sophomore. Um, As they move into juniors, uh, well, and sophomores actually take place in manufacturing day, which has been a wonderful thing where we take students around and tour all of the different manufacturers in our area. From those... uh, uh, tours, then they can choose some job shadows and then hopefully we turn that into an internship, which then turns into uh, employment opportunities as well. So it's, uh, there's a lot more to the program, but uh, uh, it's definitely helping us to gain momentum specific to our rural community in a place where uh, we're an hour from the closest tech school. And so uh, we have to get creative where in Pratt they come down and help teach um, For the welding program, Uh, we ended up uh, working with WSU Tech for a time, and now we're working with Pratt, but uh, uh, really having to uh, use some different strategies for our specific rural community.
1: I would definitely scrap together and and find solutions for our challenges. And um, it's great to hear the, the solutions that are happening in Harper and Harper Industries, um, if our listeners want to learn more about Harper Industries or Transition to Careers program, how can they get a hold of, um, of
2: more information? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, HarperIndustries.com can take you to lots of great uh, information as well to the call the of office and, and uh, talk with me. And the Transition to Career program, we uh, have a, a Facebook page Um that uh, generally lines uh gives you kind of the overview of what's happening Uh, and it is just transition to career uh, if you type it in so well
1: richard and i will be back after this short message from our sponsors to talk a little bit about what we discussed today luke thank you for being with us
2: thanks for having me it's a pleasure hey bobo do trees tell each other stories i'm sorry i'm afraid i don't know that hi Why don't we go find out? Listen. Do clouds take naps? I couldn't tell you. Dad, do stars visit their friends?
0: Look!
1: Thank you.
2: Thank
0: you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rural Leaders Podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed that segment with Luke. That was that was very interesting. We maybe were a little, little overly optimistic on how many things we could cover. Um, you know all the topics that we wanted to get through with Luke, but as you can tell, a a great example of of, of an entrepreneur, of someone who's doing some really great things in a in a rural community in the state of Kansas. Um, as we began the interview, we talked about the Carl Program, the the Ag and Rural Leaders Program in Kansas, and how that was that was kind of a springboard for Luke to to be more involved in the community and. And look for opportunities to to make his community better. and And I think um, it kind of goes with our episode, our last episode about <clears throat> um, about thinking regionally and looking at opportunities for our rural communities that maybe aren't necessarily defined within a city limit, but defined from a regional perspective. Um, Harper Industries. If you you know if you want to Google them, take a look at them. They they are um, they're really I think thinking for look, looking at a from a forward view perspective. And it was really great to have Luke on to to just talk about all the things. And again, Dana, I wish we'd have had more time with Luke. Lots of things <laughs> to cover there, but uh, yeah. So uh, so, what'd you think of uh, what'd you think of what Luke had to say?
1: Well, I definitely appreciated that. Yes, we, we're we going to need to hone in on our suggested topics. But one of the things that I really appreciated about the kind of the regional approach that they're taking in the Harper area is the fact that three school districts are working together on this transition to careers program. They're sharing a coordinator between all three of them. And to me, that is really something that is innovative and thinking outside the boxes that we normally operate in in rural America. And then the other thing I really appreciated is the fact that um, at Harper Industries, they turned complaining into actual improvements in their business, and so um, that was definitely some, one of my takeaways today.
0: Yeah, it was it was really good, and and you know as we continue to go down this path of the rural leaders podcast, you know we're gonna we're gonna continue to introduce you to folks that can um, can help us to. You know, uh, inspire uh, others uh, across rural America. Um, equip. I think we learned something from the, the the cooperation and coordination between the three communities today, um, and then to empower folks to act. And that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna get done over these next. Um, ha- who knows how long? Right, Dana. It's gonna be a while. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. We'll be uh, having a podcast every couple of weeks and our listeners, if they want to comment or they have questions for us, um, can contact us at Dana at the com or Richard at the com. and we'll be sharing that feedback and that interaction with you as our listeners on the show um, in the future. And so with that, um, we want to just Commend those rural leaders out there who are inspiring uh, everyone around you, who are equipping more leaders in your community, and who are acting to make our communities a better place to live. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again on the next episode.